Hey, everyone. Okay, this is session four, segment four, in this week's teaching on the powerful voice of the blood of Jesus. Why are we taking it so long? Oh, we've got so much to cover. Actually, if you have gone to www.astoundinglove.org and pulled out my notes, then you'll see that uh, we're not even halfway through the slides that were available. By the way, if I didn't tell you, I am Pastor Lundine Lee of Astounding Love Global Church Fellowship, and it is my honor tonight to continue in the fourth segment on the topic of the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. So we're going to continue on, and in this session, I'm going to pray for us all just to be able to keep flowing in this. I want to pick up where we left off when we were talking about the fact that the blood of Jesus is precious in its power to wash us. And we talked about being redeemed. We talked a little bit about being cleansed and we've talked a bit about being washed. So I just want to pick up there and continue on to, to take uh, advantage of every moment of time that we have. And then we'll do stories and testimonies. And again, I invite you to make your comments and contact us and let us know what you're thinking about some of this or if you have prayer requests or any of the other things that we're going to flow with that. And you're going to begin to see how different your life is when you take on the kingdom power of the blood of Jesus and allow the voice, when you start, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just got to tell you, honey, when you start hearing the sound of the voice of the blood of Jesus, when you hear what the blood says and you hear it speaking on your behalf and on behalf of others that you pray for, it absolutely revolutionizes your life. At least it has for me. And I'm a witness, and I know that there are others out there. So his blood is precious in its power to wash us and to remove the defilements of sin. The defilements, we're going to talk about those. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, but that word again, washed, um, the scriptural references, I'll just refer you back to the last teaching, but uh, 1 Corinthians 6.11 is one definition of the word washed, and another one can be found in Revelation 1, verse 5. And so you're going to hear about the fact in there in, in Revelation, and all, it tells you again and again that the blood of Jesus is equated with the love of God for us. And that is something that many of us have not even learned how to receive. So it's hard for you maybe to understand the power of the blood of Jesus because you don't understand that this is the love of God speaking. So that's one of the ways that you get to hear the voice of the blood of Jesus. He says, I love you because John 3:16, you know that God so loved the world that he gave Jesus and he gave his blood. He gave, he sent his son to release the love that God has for mankind through the blood because God through Jesus was giving us life, his life, because, and we're going to look at this scripture tonight or in this segment, because the life of the flesh is found in the blood. So here, in fact, why don't you just go on over there? That's Leviticus 17, 11, and it's telling you that that's what the that that's where you're going to find it. I, I skipped a slide, so let me go back. But go ahead and go to Leviticus uh, 17. But what, one of the things you want to understand about the first covenant, uh, the first covenant called for blood to be on the altar, the shedding of the blood of bulls or goats, sacrifice, bring a bird for this, bring this for this, and so there was a whole ritual that was learned. I mean, it was a very bloody mess, frankly, to be a priest. They had the smell of it in their nostrils at all times. Fresh kill 
if you will. And so in the first covenant, blood on the altar was given to make a covering or an atonement for the living, breathing soul. Now, this says that there was a price. It says, okay, this sin costs this much blood, the blood of this animal. This sin, you're going to have to sacrifice this. This sin or this thing that you're wanting, this is what is required. And man was always required to, to perform an action to bring about a covering for the sin. A covering of the sin was not an annihilation of the sin. That meant you may make a, um, an atonement for the for for what you did to someone or killing somebody by accident or killing somebody on purpose or do it, raping a woman or, or stealing a woman, another woman's husband or whatever it was, those actions, you could go and you could go to the precinct. You could do the sacrifice. You could do the offering for sin to atone for the sin, but you could not get rid of the derangement, the crazy, the guilt, the dirt that this thing did because the blood of bulls and goats could not cleanse you. It could atone for you, but it could not wipe it out of your memory. And that's why the when you listen for the sound of the voice of the blood of Jesus, you hear, I want their minds cleansed. I want them washed in this. I've washed them of this. I've, the sin price has been paid and they don't owe it. They don't owe a debt and that they're no, we're no longer debtors to sin. That's Romans, uh, golly, where am I going? Eight, one. Um, there's therefore no more condemnation to those that are in Christ. See the blood of Jesus removed the condemnation, the self condemnation uh, as well. And the only time you feel self condemned is because you're listening to the wrong source for identity because according to the word of God, God is looking at you and me. He's looking at us through the blood of Jesus. He's looking at us through his son. He is not looking at us through the unrighteous acts of this world. And that's something that you, I'm going to say over and over and over because the blood says it over and over eternally. It's an eternal word because remember, when we talk about the blood of Jesus, we are talking about a spiritual power. We are talking spirit to spirit that the spirit of God works on the inside of you and the spirit force wipes out the spirit force of darkness because it's all, all of those things. What's earthly, sensual and devilish is still a dark spiritual influence and the light, the entrance of his word, the entrance of his light coming in. That's what changes everything in you. And that's when you start hearing the sound, the sound of rescue, the sound of redemption. And I get all excited about it, but let me keep going because I said I wanted to take advantage of this time. So in the first covenant, blood on the altar was given to make a cover, an atonement for the living, breathing soul. And the Bible tells us in Leviticus 17, 11, that the life substance of the flesh is in the blood. So therefore you have uh, blood, you have uh, the human body and the Bible tells you in Genesis one, remember or Genesis two, maybe that God breathed into man, breathed into him and said, become, you know, man became a living being, the breath of God. That was the life of God. So that tells you that what was part of the components of the human body besides water and all of the organs is blood because blood flows from place to place. So when God breathed life into that body, he put it in a specific place. He put it in the blood. The blood of the body contains the spirit, the life force of God. And that is why when an individual dies, that means a breath has left them. 
life has left them and life was housed in the blood. If somebody bleeds out, they get hurt, an artery or something is cut and blood starts. That's the life force of man. It's, it's, it's the container of life. It's con blood contains spirit and therefore it itself becomes spirit. And, and it's more than that. There's a lot of medical things that I could get into at some point. I would be happy to, or some of you that are very smart in these areas, um, please go ahead, send us the references and we'll look at those things. Because again, I, I want to say that I'm giving a part, the part that's my assignment. It's bigger than what I'm saying because you're talking about eternal forces from heaven, divine supernatural uh, power that has been released. And this woman here is not able to tell the whole story. The only person that can do that is the spirit of God himself, the blood of Jesus himself, the name of Jesus, the word of God. See, it goes on and on and on. There's so many aspects to this kingdom life that we live kingdom life that is covered by the blood of Jesus that and, and kingdom life enables you to hear the sound and so here the life substance of the flesh is in the blood and you find that in Leviticus 17:11 what does that mean i was told you it means that blood is housed in a body that's where you find it where you find human blood you find it in a body and blood is the physical carrier of life so i'm reading ahead of my notes but i'm saying the same thing it's written right here Blood is the physical carrier of life. It's breath. All right. And neither man, this is the point I wanted to make, neither man nor Satan can create or manufacture life because neither man or the devil can duplicate the breath of God. You can clone what you want to be in the clone zone all day long if you want to, but you're never going to be able to recreate that which God has made. The closest you and I can get to it, is the birthing process when man and woman come together and, and create a baby, but you cannot clone the power of God and you cannot clone the human body the way uh, you can take a cell. You can do this. You can do that. And you can call it's freak show is what it is. It's a lie. It's a deception, but it's never, if it didn't get, have God's breath, if it doesn't have God's breath. It's not of him. It's illegal. It's wrong. It's not him and it won't last. It has no eternal merit to it. So neither man nor Satan can create. Satan cannot create at all. Man can create, but manufacturing life according to God's definition of life. No, you don't have that power that belongs to him. It's in you and it's supposed to work through you, but you don't have what it takes because you can try all day long if you want to, but you are never going to be Jehovah God, creator, possessor of the heavens and the earth. That's just not, that's not written about you at all. It's him. It's all him. You can house him. He can live in you, but you can't recreate him. You see, you can recreate in his name but you can't make God over. You can't make God what you want him to be either. So when life or breath departs from the bloodstream, then the person dies. Life has, the life of the earth is over. The earth's blood is gone from them. They no longer have authority. We, when we depart from this earth, we no longer have the authority to speak uh, in the earth and bring about things. 
because we don't have earth blood. See, we're citizens of the earth as well as citizens of heaven. And so we have legal right to speak into the earth and cause the things that God wants to be done to be done. That's why Jesus said, I'm going away, even though he is eternal and he is still very much alive. His power in earth has to come through those that are carriers of this blood in the earth. And that's a legal thing. Heaven is very much about doing things in the order of the pattern and according to the words of the king. And so it's a real and, and I want to say this to you, too. For your information, that means you were created to reign in the earth. Satan was not. He's a usurper of authority. Why? Because he is not a legal citizen of the earth. He was not born here. See, Jesus said you must be born again, born from above. First, then the Bible tells you in First John, water of, of the earth and the blood here. It's got to start here. You can't be born from above if you were not first born in the earth. You understand? Satan was a cast down. Uh, Lucifer was ejected. Satan fell from heaven and he was ejected. He was not born here. In order to be a citizen of the earth, you've got to have the breath of God on the inside of you. And he does not have it. So for those of you that were wondering, that's the truth. Look it up. Study it out. Ask Holy Spirit to tell you about it. That's why you have dominion power and you have authority over the works of the devil. And the only way that he can have any works or can get you to do his works is to dupe you, deceive you, or try to tell you, lie, tell you lies about God. You better get to know God and know what, you know, his blood is an excellent place to start. Know him by his spirit and you understand suddenly, oh, no, no, no. It's not the way I've heard it was told. That's a religious lie. And I'm going to find out the truth. And as I walk in the freedom and the liberty of the truth, I'm going to help others to be free too. That's another thing that the blood of Jesus says, that you're free. So when life and breath departs from the bloodstream, the person dies. And resurrection power is only available through the life of God. It's the entrance of his life into you. Again, it's an infusing of the power, the light, the, the sounds, if you will, the, the, the gift of God. So resurrection power does not come from those little Hollywood cartoons and things where a uh, certain kind of films where the prince or somebody dies and loves true kiss awakens them. Resurrection power comes through the name of Jesus is the power of the blood of Jesus. It comes from it's a product of heaven. Earth does not have it without God. And this is so important because as you as we start to take this in, it starts to make sense to you. It's like, wow, this blood, this Jesus blood, this blood of Jesus hat is it's a really big deal. I'm telling you. It has the power to change your life. It has the power to bring life. It has the power to forgive sins, to cleanse you from unrighteousness, and on and on it goes. And resurrection power, which can operate even through the words of your mouth. Oh my God, it's awesome. So these are the things that comes through the life of God. And every time we speak, we're releasing. When we speak for him, we're releasing his life into a situation. We're releasing resurrection power. See, in heaven, it's all kind of, it's not lumped together like a big mess. But the, all of these components work together. They form, they flow. 
and and it just shifts. It's like it's like you're seeing the face of this or the face of this or the face of this or the face of this. You're hearing the heart of God. It's the same heartbeat. It's the same rhythm. It's the same highest frequency in all existence. Heaven has the highest frequencies. Light is the highest. Faith is the highest. Truth is the highest. The blood of Jesus is the highest. It's the highest. It's the, at the same but it works in different ways. You are able to, to call things into existence. I'm getting happy. The blood of Jesus speaks. We've looked at that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. And so I want you to start listening. It's speaking through me right now. The blood has a voice. The blood talks. The blood preaches. The blood says. The blood tells. The blood utters the truth about itself. The blood emits a sound. It it utters articulate words. It declares, it decrees. This is what the, what, what is being said. This voice speaks. This is what that word speaks means. So I, I want you to hear that and to start listening in the realm of the spirit. Blessed are your ears for they hear. Blessed are your eyes for they see. As we learn how to, to walk in the power of, of all these things. So I have a question for you. Uh, this is what I wanted to get to, and that's why four segments. Can you recognize the voice of his blood? Can you recognize in your own life when the blood of Jesus has spoken? Do you know? See, now we're at Christmas time, and one of my favorite songs, Do You Hear What I Hear? Do you hear the sound of the voice of the blood of Jesus? Do you know what I know? Do you know what it sounds like? Do you know what it looks like when the blood has spoken and when situations change? Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? I love that song. And, and, and one of the things about it uh, is that that's what the blood is saying. Do you know what it says about you? Do you know what the blood of Jesus says about you? Do you hear what the blood of Jesus is saying, has said about you? Do you see it? Do you hear it? Do you know it? Do you feel it? Do you get it? Awesome. Okay. So that's a question that you are going to have to answer sometime if you want to walk in the kingdom power. This blood testifies about you. In other words, it's a witness of itself of what it has done for you. And it testifies on your behalf. And it says again, I stand for them. And when they call and appropriate or plead or whatever word it is that you're using, charge the atmosphere with the blood of Jesus. This is an active activation of the life of God working for you, in you, through you, over you, around you, and so forth. Well, delve into that some more but i want to kind of wind it or get towards the winding down because i'm about I'm a little over halfway your sins are not just covered we talked about that just a few minutes ago about the atonement your sins are not just covered because you're washed you're cleansed now can you start to see how it starts to come together we talked about being redeemed. We talked about being washed or cleansed. And we talked about being washed. And then we just kind of looked at the old covenant way of saying, well, before Jesus, you all the best we could do because we it took blood. Remember the life, um, life for a life, blood for a blood. 
So we needed something. But he said, oh, yes, that's what you needed. But you don't need that anymore. You don't need it anymore because I finalized this thing. It's no longer necessary because this blood is eternal and it's speaking and it's been poured out on the mercy seat. And your sins are not just covered anymore, baby girl, baby boy. Your sins are not just covered anymore, meaning we put a cover over them and then you were supposed to, you know, try to figure out what to do. Nope, we're done with that once and for all because now you have been washed, cleansed. Uh, uh, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow or crimson of blood. That's uh, Rome, uh, sorry, Isaiah chapter one. So what I'm saying to you, I think you got it by now. God knows what he's doing. God has a plan. And I'm telling you, there's no force in darkness that can overcome the power of the blood of Jesus. There's no force in darkness that can annihilate or put it down. But the blood of Jesus as a cleansing agent can truly wipe out. You think some of those bleaches and all those little commercials they used to use where it watches, you see it going after the cleansing agents, going after the dirt and Instantly, they say like magic, this thing has disappeared. Well, there's no magic involved here. This is the power of God. And it is released into your life to bring about for you, oh, sanity, the silence of the accuser, a shutting down of darkness, a, a wiping away of the sins that have held you in the deranged mindset that you once walked in. There is so much when they sing power, power, wonder working power. Have you ever wondered what the power was in the precious, precious blood of the lamb? This is your opportunity to start finding out and to learn how to speak and to expect because the blood of Jesus creates an expectation. It sets a standard for itself and it never, ever goes beneath the standard of heaven on your behalf. Those are extra. That's not in the notes, but I'm telling you about it. Your sins are not just covered. You are washed and cleansed and you are freed of all sin by his blood. That's why I can call. So how do you plead? I plead the blood. I say that, well, you're right. I agree with my adversary quickly. Yeah, I'm guilty, but the blood of Jesus has stood in my place. It stands for me. It speaks for me. You got a problem with me? You go talk to him because once I have been forgiven, once I have confessed my sin, once I have received that, I have the power to change my mind. See, confession of sin is not the same as repentance. I just need to tell you that right quick. Listen, you go, well, I've repented, so I'm forgiven. No, repent means you change so that you're not walking in that way again. You have been forgiven because you went to God and said, I won't walk in my own righteousness. I have been guilty of this. And I, like David said, don't put me in the hands of man. Put me in the hands of God. Let me fall. Let me let you be the one. And he says, well, the old days of how you might have been dealt with, that's finished. Why? I want to point you to a blood. I want to point you to a name. I want to point you to a person. I want to point you to a love that has intervened on your behalf and has taken the punishment for you. That's what the scripture says. The punishment or the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Jesus did not have a broken little body that you just, oh, they just broke the Lord. No. And when you take communion, because we're going to do communion in one of our ne uh, sessions next time, probably, um, you never see your Lord. I just thank you because, you know, you, your body was broken for me. And that's why we have the little broken cracker. No, it wasn't. 
It wasn't. The punishment. Read, go back and read that in Isaiah again. He was wounded for our transgressions, uh, uh, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement, the punishment for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We're healed. We're healed. But his body was not broken. It says not a bone of his was broken. Look it up. Go take a look and quit with the traditional thing. In fact, when you take communion, I'm really ahead of myself. Talk to Jesus. Talk to the living Savior and talk to how, what was it like for you when you did this and when this and I'm taking this because um, because I'm always carrying about in my body. You're dying, meaning my ability to die to the things of this world because your blood has made provision for me. Yay. All right. You know, there's an expression many preachers uh, say, I preached myself happy. The blood of Jesus will preach you happy, baby. It really does because you start finding out you can walk in a responsibility and a power in your life without making excuses anymore. This blood is about its overcoming power, the power to overcome, the power to put sin back in its place under your feet and to walk in the newness of life that has been provided for you. Well, I'm way ahead of my notes. All right. I've got about six minutes to do this. So let's look at this again. Therefore, he is also able to, let's see, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us. Okay. Who? Jesus. For such a high priest was fitting for us. Let's see, verse 26, where am I? Yeah, okay. For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, undefiled, separate from sinners and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. You see, he doesn't, he doesn't have to do that because he doesn't sin. So these are some of the things that you want to look at. This is in Hebrews chapter seven, I believe. Um, so, oh, golly, I just shrunk my own notes there. Anyway, Hebrews chapter seven, I was reading verses 25 through 27. So he doesn't need to do like the, the priest of old. He doesn't need to offer up himself as a sacrifice or, or I had to keep going back and I got to atone for this and atone for that. He doesn't have to atone for anything. Our high priest does not have to atone for anything. He became, but he never sinned. He became for us, but he himself never did it. He never did it. And that ability has now come to you and me because he's on the inside of us. You can choose to sin, but you don't have to. You see, that's the whole point. You do not have to sin. You don't have to sin. You don't have to do it. You can make the decision. No, I'm not sinning. And you want to go out and sin with us today? No, I'm not sinning at all. I mean, you can actually say that. Well, you think too highly of yourself. No, I think highly of the blood of Jesus. I think highly of the word of God. I don't think highly of myself at all. I know what I'm capable of without him, but I'm not without him. And his blood is speaking for me. So I, I hope you take that into your hat, you know, and let it start to, to, to filter into your brain. You don't have to sin. So you said, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. no, these are choices because I really wanted to slap that person. I really wanted to knock them out. I wanted to cuss. 
I did. I wanted to eat nine bowls of ice cream. I wanted to whatever way. I wanted to go shopping and I wanted to max out my credit card. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted it. I wanted it. In other words, I chose lust over love. Hmm. I did. I chose lust, which is in the world, over love, which is from the kingdom. And you don't have to do that anymore. So you're free. You're free. He who the son has made free is free. The blood of Jesus has made you free. You've been cleansed from this. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You do not have to do it. And may I say it this way? You don't have to do it. <laughs> so let's not do it. How about that? All right. Yay, Pastor Lundin, I just love you so much. Yes, I know. Mwah. I love you too. Okay, let's ask this question again. Do you believe what the blood of Jesus says about you? Do you know what it says and do you believe what it says? Do you take it as your own? Do you submit to what the blood of Jesus has to say to you? Remember, we looked in Luke chapter one and Mary and she said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. I'm going to open myself up spiritually for this word to come into me and I'm going to submit to it. Do you submit to what the blood of Jesus says? Do you submit to the, the call of the spirit of God? Believe me. Do you submit to him and say, yes, Lord, I will believe and everything in you wills to believe. Oh, gosh, I could get into this, couldn't I? But I'm going to have to kind of slow it down. Mark 7, verses 14 through 23. Hear and understand. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Pay attention to what you allow to come out of your mouth. From now on, you start letting the blood of Jesus be a witness that you will speak only for God. Let the spirit of the Lord moving you. Holy Spirit, help me to hear what I'm saying and arrest me in the midst of my stupidity or the stupidity that I was about to step into. Think of it as a big pile of doggy walk stuff. You don't want to step in that. Mess up your shoes and God forbid that you be barefoot. So, you know, you wouldn't want to step in that. So I want to pay attention to what I allow to come out of my mouth. Holy Spirit, help me to watch my steps and watch my mouth. And I will pay attention to the things that you say. I'm paying attention to what I say. Things that originate from the words of others. Don't call these things pandemics when they're plagues. Don't call this stuff. the. the it's a natural thing for me to start losing my mind after a certain age. God never said that to you. God never said that about you. He gave you the power to overcome a plague. And he told you to walk in his righteousness and walk in his ways. So you're going to pay attention to the things that you say that originate from the uh, from the words of others so that you will start to be able to pay attention to the voice of the blood of Jesus. You start hearing it. I'm going to have to end there now next time next week, most likely. Because as of tomorrow, I'm in the Loving Unity meetings that take place at the Golden Altars here in San Jose, California. I told you that at the top of this four segments. And so I get an opportunity to hear the different apostles and prophets and, and to be around people of God and, and come to a great understanding. I want to do this shout out to Apostle Peter Mitchell one more time because I have the opportunity now to share in his private group as well. And Apostle Peter, we love you so much. And we do look forward to being able to spend some time with you soon. And so I want to also say to all of my other friends, because I'm sure that a lot of you are going to see this and you're going to have comments and share your notes with me and let's talk about it. And uh, Apostle Michael Farham, if you happen to watch this one, I heard you say that you've got a lot of notes and that you just taught a course on this. 
And so I look forward to having a conversation with you about it, too. I think we're going to shout each other happy. I just pray that that happens. And then I got a lot of other people, my lovely friend, uh, Prophet Anita Dwayne, and a whole lot of you. I'm name dropping now, y'all, uh, because it's like, well, you didn't say my name. Well, I'm going to say your name. Pastor Michelle Hanson and Ryan and some others. Krista, <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Astounding Love family, all of my Crystal. Okay. I could call y'all all day. My Papa Eddie, Uncle... Um, Uncle Cal, my Apostle Mama, Apostle Baker, because you know what? All these different people, I'm not just saying their names to say them. I'm going to tell you something. I listen to the things that God speaks through them. Okay, Tracy Joe, um, I hear the things that he says about you guys, uh, through you all. Apostle Barry, Apostle Dawn, I mean, I love all of you so much. I love you, Astounding Love family, and I could go on the ministers there, and, and on and on it goes, and at some point, I'd have to just do a whole list of credits and I would forget somebody. I've forgotten a lot of people now. So forgive me because it's not that you're not in my heart. It's that I'm looking and I'm one minute and 48 seconds over um, my time. I want to stop within uh, 34 minutes. So let me finish with this. I'm going to pray. I mentioned all those names, though, because you know what I was talking about? Why I can love them the way I do? Because of the blood of Jesus. It's covenant. It's covenant straight up. Apostle McGee, I have to name all of them. Prophet Andrew and your your various spouses and stuff. Okay. Um, oh wow, Apostle AJ and I, I'm gonna help me, help me. Uh, <laughs> Apostle Ronnie and Apostle um, um, Jack. Okay, all these different people. These this is the senior council of the loving unity movement, and these individuals uh, are just amazing, powerful men and women of God, I have a great deal of respect, not only for them, but for all of the others that come through. And I'm honoring you that are watching. I may not have called you by name because we have not yet met, but just the fact that you would take the time to listen and to and to get involved with, with the things that we're doing. I, I just honor you for that. And I want to say thank you very much uh, for joining us. I, I, I'm thinking of other names like Lolita. And uh, I, I've got a number of you that I see you when you uh, make comments or like things on our Astounding Love page. I honor you for that. You have so many things that you can spend your time doing, and yet you give us some time to allow us to speak the word or to refer you to others that we deeply respect and honor and to hear the word of God and to allow it to enter in and to change your life. You know, that's a rare person that allows themselves to be changed by the word of God. And so I applaud you as we go further, because we're going to continue on in the next four segments. We'll be talking about defile and we're going to get into some very ugly things. But the blood of Jesus is going to wash your mind and wash you. So in the, let me pray for you. And then we're ending. Father, I thank you so much for these four segments, Holy Spirit, for inspiring me and, and urging me to do this. I thank you that the good work that you've begun in all of us, that you're bringing to completion. I speak that the blood of Jesus washes the minds, the, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the tongue. It washes our hands. It washes our feet. That Our brains are, are washed. We're really not brainwashed, but blood washed in our mind so that all of the, 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 the stinking thinking or the stench of yesterday, the wounds of old, I wash us all 
in this blood, I release the power of the blood of Jesus to wash us, to, to bring about the cleansing and to, to bring us to a remembrance of who you put us in this earth to, do, to be. I speak that the body remembers that it's healed, that the blood of Jesus speaks to limbs and backs and nerves and eyes and all the different body parts to let it be known from the inside. It speaks to the, uh, to the minds that have felt deranged or people that have been in grief or hurting in this holiday season. I release the power of the blood, the resurrection power of the blood of Jesus to infuse you, to, to raise you up from those dead places and to release you from the bondages of the past. And I say to you that no weapons that are formed against you will be able to prosper or to, to maintain its hold in your life. That as the blood of Jesus is covering you from head to toe, washes you from head to toe, that those grips of sin and bondage and sadness and self-pity and lust or whatever it is, that those things lose their grip on you and are under your feet. I release the love of God into you in this season of the holidays of Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all of the, the, the things of God, the holy days of God and the Hanukkah and all this. And I tell you that you are loved. You are precious to God. You are blessed to be a blessing and you yourself are blessed. Your household is blessed. The blood of Jesus, the word of God, the name of Jesus and the will of God that be it into you in earth as it is in heaven. I pray that the will of God manifesting your life, that the truth of God manifesting your life, that the kingdom of God manifesting your life. And I'm going to quote, paraphrase two different apostles that I've heard them say these things in the last few days. I'm going to quote uh, apostle or paraphrase apostle Don Hughes that I love you and there's nothing that you can do about it. And then apostle Barry Cook, success to the kingdom and success to you. And then just me, I love you astoundingly. I Thank you so much again for this time. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Let the power of the, the power filled voice of his blood speak to you on behalf of you. Learn in the season to hear him and hear him well. I'm Lindsay Lee of the Stounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. And I thank you for this time and we'll see you soon. Good night. <music>